Hey guys, it's Mike here, and before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to say that I apologize for any audio issues that you guys may experience during the show. As you'll soon find out, I was recording this episode inside a very crowded movie theater lobby, and although I tried to shield the noise away from the microphone, it may not have been enough in some of these areas. But either way, I tried to clean it up as best I could, but without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Amateur All Tours. Hey guys, welcome to the show, and we have a, a little bit of a special episode. I am joined by good friend. You guys know him as Sh- uh, Jake. I know him as Shell. So please welcome back Jake Shell to I'll, the. That was a good intro. I'll add, I'll, I'll add applause <laughs> to this as, as like a, as like a as an audience track. Jake Shell, I'm not always going like yeah. Yeah, no, no. You, you <laughs> think I won't, but I will. That'd be really funny. I, yeah, I mean, I think it will be. Imagine me like like coming into like the room as like Joker lights, with big exaggerated steps. <laughs> well, it's funny you talk about Joker because so one of the things so Shell, I haven't seen you in a while. I mean, I think I feel like the last boy, time, dude. yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the last time I saw you was November of 2018. It was at the alumni meet. Yeah, and we didn't have one this year. Which was unfortunate. That was all, yeah. But that's beside. That's a that's a topic for another day. Not for Arcadia. That's not a. Don't say that. But we're graduating. What are they gonna do? Yeah, yeah. But um. But yeah, I think that was the last time I saw you, and then we were supposed to go see a movie. We we're supposed to go see Joker in October. <laughs> And shall I you, messed that yeah, up you may so mess that up. Well, so I messed that up. You just got the wrong time. Uh, well, I think you said like well, you said like like ten o'clock. We're gonna see the movie. I'm like, all right, ten o'clock. I'm on it. I will be there. <laughs> Except uh, I, I didn't clarify with them. Ten o'clock in the morning versus ten o'clock at night. Well, it's even worse than that. I said uh, it was twelve. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh yeah, we're good for twelve. Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, but they show it. That's a late call for that." And I'm recalling the like, "Yo, yo, Jake, we're at the theater, man. We're ready to go." And I'm like, "I'm like at home, like eating cereal." <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, man. I can't go. Well, it's funny because I had my but uh, my other buddy Mark, not Thielman, the um my buddy from uh down in Maryland, and he and he was with us, and we were gonna, we went hiking that day, and and we were running late, and I was like, and and I was like, you were gonna be late. Yeah, we picked a movie theater that was in between us. Like yeah. we're, we are not at the movie theater we're at now. Yeah. And I remember calling you, like, I was leaving the house, and I was like, yo, yeah, sure, I'm, like, 10 minutes away. I was, like, 20 minutes away. <laughs> and, nice. and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm on the highway right now as I'm literally locking my door. And um, and you're like, oh, shit, you meant, uh, you, you, meant, you, meant you meant PM, not AM. You meant, AM. Like, noon. <laughs> you meant the sun, the moon isn't out yet. <laughs> well, and you were like, and you were like, oh, man, and you're like, and I remember you was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> Like where's where's like how far is the movie theater? Oh, and I'm like, I'm like maybe like 20 minutes away from you, and you're like, ah, I'm not gonna make it, man. Classic, classic show. And you're like, oh, dude, I'll I'll pay you back for the ticket. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you'll get the next time. It's okay. And you did, but I bought you yeah, drinks, yeah. so it's okay. But I, I was, you back for the ticket. Did you? I don't. Yeah, either way, I was I like, I was like, don't, dude. It's fucking okay. But um, <laughs> always pay back. 
That's why. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shallon Hero always pays his debt. That's right. Oh, God. Game of Thrones. Have we ever talked about the ending of that shit show? <laughs> um, we can do we'll do I've another <laughs> No, we're just bullshitting. Like, this is like the bonus episode. Like, it's like it's like two movie buff friends that we haven't seen each other for a while. Mm. And we were talking about this yesterday, like last night. Um, and we were like kind of bullshitting about movies yeah. and then we're like wait let's just like talk about this because it's really fun to talk about it on the podcast because I still don't have your opinion on Joker and we're gonna have like a few other things that we're gonna talk about like just like quick like stream of content yeah. quick good quotes but um quick I feel like us. so like yeah. after this episode we're gonna be recording 1917 which we just saw we're mm-hmm. sitting in the movie theater bar like in the corner so like if you hear upscale 309 dude yo hey let me comment on that <laughs> so like if you hear, you know, like overhead sounds or like talking, it's because we're in the movie theater bar. And I'm gonna try and like edit it so hopefully it works and it's like very minimal. But yeah, dude, I remember like we used to come here when we went to Arcadia. It's yep, only like third or the twenty minutes away. We saw if Star that. Wars here. We saw we saw Split last time I was here before before it was um before it was upgraded. It was just like this, like piece of shit movie theater that, like, it was okay. It wasn't a piece of shit, but it was like not what it compared to what we're sitting in right now. Yeah, this is like a real movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were like, oh, it's the closest thing. Let's go. And and we were sitting here like they didn't have a bar. They like now they have like the automated like like ticket stuff. They it it seems like like the theater like layouts the same, but everything is like upgraded. Yes. So it's like it's it's cool like coming back like two years removed from Arcadia like different people like i'm starting like at the time of this recording like i'm starting my job on, you, like my career my career that i was joking with you i'm like yeah my career that i worked for 40 years and then like <laughs> look forward to death after that um but yeah what about you man like what's going on I, I mean you don't have to go I'm like working, man. you don't have to go like super personal but like I, this is like us catching up as yeah. well as talking about movies so i don't know if people are going to like this i don't really give a shit like this is going to me hey, viewers. Well, i mean fuck off <laughs> they immediately like they just exit out that's jake shell talking that is not mike thank you Please for listening so i hope you're enjoying this i, I love you too but you're so, even working and like maybe so I mean, you've been working but like so you're working man now yeah so immediately after graduation um i got an internship at nationwide insurance and they kept me oh great so, i got a, i got in a car accident maybe you can help me yeah but hey Nationwide, yeah. Oh, you're you, so, so you're gonna be my agent when I snap. Well, I'm not actually an agent. Oh, I'm, right. a, I'm a web developer oh. for some nationwide. So I've been doing that coding, putting into numbers and the computer, <laughs> and um, just like designing web applications, cool, and all that stuff. So it's been I've been very fortunate um, to like pretty much be set immediately out of college. Um, I'm moving out soon. Oh, sweet. Um, into my own place. It's a little scary, but you know, yeah. Whatever, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's just crazy because, like, I think last time you were on the show, like, we both were. I, I think it was Quiet Place. I think, but uh, maybe. Yeah, and we were we were sitting in the parking lot of this of this theater, and we were talking about that. It's, it's just it's just funny, like looking back and like how much like time has changed. We've yeah, we've grown as people. Like ever since we met as awkward. Yeah, dude. In Arcadia. Um, it's crazy to think about it, isn't it? Yeah, it's and it's not and like we do we sound like fucking like 
80 year old men <laughs> and, we're, and we're early 20s but like they don't make movies like they used to <laughs> I, I mean you know but it's just it's like we're we're in our early 20s and we're talking about like it's like this happened like fucking 40 years ago and it was yeah. two years ago but it, it feels it just feels different like I feel like I like adults now yeah adult pretty much um, <laughs> and you know we're gonna be it's just funny, like the, how much time has progressed since the last time we were in this movie. Yeah, so I'm a pretty sentimental guy, you know. It's whatever. It's but um, with that, let's talk about some of the because I haven't talked to you about like we, we, like we've kind of talked about like TV shows or movies. <laughs> Sometimes I just send you a message like, "Have you seen this? This is shit." <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about one of them today. Um, and I'm and I'm glad that I'm very curious. So what we're gonna talk about today? We're gonna do spoilers for. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. and Joker. Um, the two things that I'm going to bring is Haunting of Hill House and Jojo Rabbit. Did you want to talk about anything in particular? Or I know you had an idea when we were like... I had an idea for like, what are like favorite films of the decade were. Well, let's, let's do that first because I think that's fun. So why don't you... And like that's like a very like... Let's... Yeah, um, yeah, you can go very first. objective and fact. So what I objective say and is, fact. Yeah, okay. so what I say is the best movie of the decade. You have to take it at face value. <laughs> so and if you're wrong, and if Mike fuck you. Me, go to my podcast. What's your podcast? <laughs> I don't have a podcast. <laughs> Not yet, I don't. <laughs> this is my sabotaging of my <laughs> the traitor reveal. Um, all right, so oh man. It's kind of weird, like 2020 is a weird number. So where were you in 2010? Oh, God. Like, we were, like, we were 10 eight. years younger. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were 14. 13. Oh, you're th- I'm 24, so. 23. So we were in like 8th grade. I was 13. I'll be crying. <laughs> yeah, you were, like, you see, like, you seem like a bit of a bitch. That's <laughs> true. Well, you're wrong. Um, God, I was in like a water polo in like high school, like getting the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, I like, like 2010 is probably like around the time that I was like getting into movies, like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. So like that's when I like I started my movie collection, and I and I've told this on this the podcast before, but like I went to Borders that out of out of out of a business bookstore. It's like kind of like the wannabe Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Like, look who's still in business. But I went to Borders, and they had, like, a movie section. I didn't give a shit about the books. And I would go to the movie section, and I was remember I was just, like, looking through, like, not really thinking anything of it, and mm-hmm. I saw Dawn of the Dead. And oh, I, don't, I love that movie. Yeah, it's my favorite movie. still yeah. is. Um, my top five have changed. I'll, ta- I'll tell you, like, what has changed, like, which From ones. 2010 to 2020. Yeah, and so I remember just being like, "Mom, I need to get this movie," and she bought it for me. I and that's great that my mom is your like, mom. Well, it's great because like my mom doesn't What's know your mom's name? Maureen. <laughs> Maureen, I'm gonna call you later. Congratulate you. Please don't call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. Do um, but it's, it's funny because like my mom like doesn't know any of those things because she was always she was busy with either like raising like me and my siblings and work and life and like other shit and she's other interest so she knows she wasn't like a big movie person so like i was like oh can i have dawn of the dead and she's like well what's it about i'm like oh it's just like an old horror movie yeah. and so like she yeah, for me. i mean it's not like there's nothing like gratuitous about it but like that's how like i that's when i learned how to like the art of uh of speech and uh like i feel like that's when you st- that's, that's when i learned to be like 
you're not lying. You're just omitting details. <laughs> like, or you're not telling the whole story. So I was like, oh, can I get... Great? Movies taught you how to be a worse person. <laughs> like, before I was, like, 18, and I couldn't buy, like, M Games, I was like, hey, mom, can I get, like, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. And she's like, because, you know, you, ha- you can't buy it if you're or 17. Oh, I was, like, 15. Yeah. And she's like, well, what's Grand Theft Auto? I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just a game where you, like, roam the <laughs> city and stuff. But, like, that's where, like, I kind of learned to be... Or, I don't want to say, like, be a worse person, but, like, it's just, like... <laughs> You know, learn how to get my way. Yeah, yeah. Um, The art of persuasive persuasive argument. Yes. Um, It's not lying. It's persuasive (laughs) argument. I'm not bad. (laughs) But um, but yeah. So like that's when I got I got Dawn of the Dead, and then soon after I got Cloverfield, uh, Shaun of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Day okay. of the Dead is like this is like the next movie in that Dead trilogy. So it's like night, dawn, day, and that's when I remember looking at like the co- the collection and being like, I want to grow this. And now I'm here like ten years later. I can't go into a Walmart or Best Buy without going to like the like the four dollar movies or the five dollar, even like fucking like twenty dollar movies. Like I can't <laughs> not go to those stores without buying a movie. And it's just funny, like ten years ago, that's when it started. When I had like four movies, and then like Christmases would come around, and I'd be like, oh, like this, like give me like a hundred dollars on Amazon, and I would just buy those. And then, and then like that was like Christmas, and then I got a summer job, and I'm like, oh, I want this movie, and go on yeah. Amazon and buy it, or go to Best Buy, or go to somewhere and buy it. And so yeah, like ten years ago, that's when I like really started like. Your passion, like yeah, the passion, like exploring film into like where I am now, and then like you know getting into podcasting in like 2014, and like what this podcast is like. Where we're listening, like pot, like if you want to create a podcast, like do it, and it's 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 the people that I've met have been incredible. Like I remember my first guest, Chris Foster. He, um, I don't know if he listens, but he's like he's like our age. He made a movie for two grand, um, and like he made it. And it's and like, and I think the story of making it is really awesome. Um, I think the movie. I mean, I can, I'll maybe do an episode on the movie. Um, I think it's good for like his experience. It's a learning experience. Like fucking, you made a movie, dude, and you distributed it, and, and it was and it was in movies. And, or, like he like distributed into movies. Like it's like awesome. Like like indie like indie movies. Like he should be proud of it. And so like that was my that was like the first guest. We were at Arcadia. 2015 and then you know like meeting dana buckler uh like reaching out to him because i was a fan of his like and then meeting his co-host like mike scott like he's gonna like i mentioned him he's gonna be on the show on like monday or wednesday at this time of this recording and we're gonna be talking about like bad movies that sounds fun like and and so like just a tease for everyone um and he's like such an awesome dude uh i met jay skipworth he's uh the the co-host of film strip which actually is a i told i told it to him but he like his podcast is a big inspiration that pushed me to start a podcast and like it was surreal like talking to him and like doing episodes with him like it's awesome yeah, it's so great. like in the last like 10 years like the people you that i met really cool and, people who are like influential in your life yeah even and like even like the confidence of like reaching out to people and yeah. being like hey like putting yourself out there and being like hey like do you want to be on the podcast yeah. sometimes i got reactions I but like like dana like he was one of those guys that i was like went on a limb like hey like I love your podcast. I want to interview you. Can you come on to mine? And then, you know, he was awesome enough to have me go on and talk about all the Star Wars movies with him. That's so cool. And I was like, it's so surreal because, like, I remember listening to his first episode and being like, yo, I love this shit. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And then, like, he, uh, 
you know, he created like if he's starting a community of people that listen to the show and like the people that I've been interacting with, like mm-hmm. through that community is like so cool. Yeah. And like that podcasting cool. is and like that's that been like, like the last 10 years. So, but, so that was all about me. What about you? And like since 2010, talking about movies. Um, uh, so just going movie going experience since then. I mean, I obviously I haven't gone. Uh, as deep into it as you with like podcasts or anything like that. But for me especially, I love like YouTube. I love going yeah. on YouTube. I'm and, saying like, watching like all these YouTube reviewers and like how they've grown. I was like one of those nerds who's obsessed with like nostalgia critic, <laughs> even though like, yeah. most people hate him now. <laughs> but um I still like him. So oh man, just like all these entertainers, I guess, that I literally like grown up watching whose like tastes have changed and then like they, their tastes have influenced my tastes and how the shows evolve and how yeah. that impacts you as a, like as someone that's like creative and wants to make stuff sure yeah and like you know I, as far as like creativity goes like the most i've done is make like you know, anime music videos and stuff like that. But you, you made video essays. You I made, made video essays too. I, I made a video essay on uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I was going to bring that, that up. Pretty cool. Um, God, we got to get you into anime, Mike. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to. I just don't like... So I tried watching, like, as a side tangent, like, Cow... Uh, no, not Cowboy. No, no, no. That's a great one. Um, I have seen a few episodes of that. Yeah. No, um... Devil Man Cry Baby? Devil Man Cry Baby, that's a fucking intense show. Yeah, not the best one to like be like, hey, get into it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that one's really like, And that's wild. Netflix. Yeah, let's yeah. like, I was like, yeah, so I, I'm open. I'm open to it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, well, I gotta shoot. I'll throw you some stuff. I'll make you watch it. So like, how do you think you progress? Like, it's funny because like, we were teenagers. Yeah. Like, it's not like we were like, like in our 20s it's not like we're like in our 20s and now we're in like in our 30s like it's like so we were like at such an impressionable age of like 13 and like think like going from like really surface level stuff yeah to like now we're like thinking about like really like mature theme like like like, like, like we saw 1917 when we were like 13 we probably like oh yeah this is like really cool it's a it's a war movie Mm -hmm. but now as like like early 20s we're like you know we can see the merit in it and like mm-hmm. this is like teasing for the next episode like we can see merit in it but like there are like thematic problems with it i think the inverse is also true with um especially when i was like 15 and 16 like i was like watching so many reviewers and seeing a lot of movies to the point where i was like getting kind of like snooty about my taste yeah, and stuff yeah. like that i think we've all like had like our moments about well because it's not like your that. voice like you're yeah. like in that process you're finding like your own voice and like mm-hmm. how you review and how you like approach movies because i think everyone like like everyone that gets in the film like goes to that period of like film snobbery yeah sometimes they're like echoing what other people are saying but even like but even like saying, oh, you like that movie? You like that? Like that movie's trash? What's wrong with you? And that goes to like everything, like yeah. music. Like there's a period of my life right. where I was like, I'm not listening to modern music, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, yo, so cringe. Well, now I'm like, oh, this shit. Like I used to be like, oh, if I listened to 1940, like yeah. I was a hipster. Like I was a hipster before it was yeah. like hipster was a thing, but it's like. But we all go through that, and some people break out of that. But that, like, you have to go through that period of just like self discovery. Yeah, self discovery, and just kind of being like, and like reflection, be like, oh, like I was kind of a bit of it, like yeah. a dick. <laughs> but we were teenagers, though, so it's like, yeah, and that's like why I'm 
also glad I started the podcast because it's like, it, it has helped me like reach out of that and like explore movies that I'm like, Oh, like, cause like we're obviously small time. I say this like, so I sound like a maybe you bro. are. Um, <laughs> that instantly made you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you fucking broke too, but, you know? but it's just uh, like, it, 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 it's made me like expand into movies and be like, and just try something new. Cause I'm like, maybe I want to talk about yeah. this or like, even like with like Brian has more of an eclectic taste than me, but I was so like busy with, so, and I don't want to have excuses, but like I was so busy with swimming. Like, so, so. yeah, we both were, that like, I couldn't like watch like as many as he does or like, he also views movies in a different, like we both have different mindsets going into movies. Mm-hmm. So he will like expose himself to like really depressing ass shit. Oh, and I'm like, I don't really like I'm more trepidate. Like and like my mentality was it because like I was so not I don't wanna say miserable because I really enjoyed my experience swimming. Like so much to the point that I'm coaching now and I wanna like have other people. Yeah, especially high schoolers and teenagers. Like I wanna help them like develop into like like I want like I want them to have the same experience. Yeah, like I'm more of the like the lessons learned through like competitive sports. Yes. So as well as movies. But um so, but I didn't like, I was, you know, being sore, being tired, like yeah. fatigued. Like that's never, like, it's not fun, it's, it, but it's like, you know, I wouldn't have met you through, if I didn't swim or like, or like, so like, I wouldn't have done it any differently, man. Yeah, no, dude, hell no. I, I still would have went back and done it. Um, but the point is like, I'd become home tired from like getting killed in practice. And I didn't want to watch like a Lars von Trier, like melancholia or dancer yeah. in the dark. Like I didn't want to be like, I don't want to be sad right now. Or like, I don't want to watch like nymphomaniac. Funny that this is all Lars von Trier, but like, I didn't, like, I don't want to watch like depressing ass yeah. movies yeah. because I'm already, already like, depressed. I'm already stressed enough as yeah. it is. <laughs> but, um, but like, I remember like one time I love crying. I love sad movies. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't like to be vulnerable. I just don't like feeling sad. <laughs> I don't mind feeling disturbed or like perplexed or like, like sparking, like, thought. I'm a psychopath. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are. Dude, it's kind of what we got to be a little bit psychopathic because not to get a little sentimental again, but like, I think we were like the only freshmen who like went to Arcadia in swimming. You like stuck it out like the whole way through. Yeah, we were the original core. We started with how many? Like on the men's team. We started with like, what, seven? Even more than that, I think. Yeah. But yeah, we stuck it out. But like, we were the original core Mm -hmm. at the end of our senior year. But, um,. But yeah, like, so going back to movies, like, how do you yes. think you've like, no, no, I don't no, dude, I love tangents. Um, and I hope people enjoy this just like conversation between like good friends. Um, but how do you think your like taste in movies has changed from like 2010 to now? Oh, man. Oh, that is a big question. Not, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, like I'm like experimenting more with film. It could be like, I used like, for me, I used to really like surface level films. Mm-hmm and like not think about it. And now I'm like, oh, like what's the theme? And like, what's right. that? So I guess before 2010, I was like not 13 years old. I was literally like a child. <laughs> so I didn't really, like when I went into see movies, like if I decided I was going to like the movie before I went into it, then I was like going to like it, you know? Mm. Like I was going to be like, I would like make justifications for why things were done a certain way, or I would like try to like talk around. Um, stuff that other people didn't like because I was like, well, I like it 
uh, because and you're stupid and I don't need to justify it and blah blah blah. Um, and that's actually come back actually <laughs> recently. But, um, <laughs> um, but oh man, it got like really quiet. Good. Less background <laughs> I, noise. I guess like throughout my teenage years, I started like developing more of like my own tastes. Like I love shit. I love like references to like nerd shit. Um, and like video game movies were becoming like really uh, more popular. They were all bad, but I was, <laughs> I was excited that they were like coming out. Um, and then the big movie that like really like got me interested um, and like watching more was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm. Actually, um, very indie, very like very indie movie. Not a lot of people saw it. Bombed horribly in the it, box office, which is a shame. Um, I watched it the other day, and I thought that movie was so good. It frustrated me because I thought the editing was great. I thought the writing was funny. I thought the characters were compelling and like all the fight scenes, but like it just bombed. It just I think bombed I think Scott Pilgrim goes on like a little too long at the end, but like okay. the, like it's very like it's Edgar Wright editing is crisp. It's, like it's very it's very it's like stylized, yes. and that's what I appreciate it about it the most. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So continue. No, I. It, like, it's a shame yeah, that it bombed. It was great transitions, and I was so I was so fucking mad that it bombed, man. I, I just don't not. think people knew how to like. Take it. Yeah, well, people, I think the main point was that nobody knew what the movie was for. Right. So, like, people didn't really like the main actor in it at the time. Ah, that's um, a shame. I forget what his name was. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. People didn't, people didn't really like him. Like, old people were definitely not going to see this movie because it was not for them. And it was, like, kind of appealing to nerds, but also the main character wasn't really a nerd because he was, like, a rock star at the same time. So I guess it just didn't appeal to any specific audience other than like me, a teenager. So like we we went out and saw it and I loved it. But um I like I went and saw reviews and I saw that other people liked it, so I, I felt like a need to like tell everybody, like, yeah, go see this movie, like please go see this movie. In the end it didn't matter, but you know, <laughs> I liked the idea of like just letting someone in my life know about a movie and then um, them seeing it and being like, hey man, this really good. You know? <laughs> and like talking about it is fun. Um, and then now as an adult, I don't know. It's hard to like put to words, I guess. Um, like how, how I like what I like now. Um, I certainly pay it more attention to stuff like edits and character development and like themes and like what a movie is trying to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty simple. Yeah, and, and and maybe in another 10 years we'll have another like... I mean, I'm not quitting podcasting, so um, maybe in like another 10 years. Oh, that sounds fucking crazy. Like we'll be in our mid-30s and be like, oh, yo, like 20 years ago Jesus. or 10 years ago when we were sitting in this AMC after 1917. But so what are your like top five favorite movies? And like, have they... Like, I mean, I, I'm imagining... I'm imagining they change. So for me, like my, so I've always said like Donna Dead will never not be my favorite. Yeah, but we're talking 2010 to 2020. Yeah, and even even now. So like for a while. So I feel like the top. Like, did they remake that movie? Don't they did in 2004. Was it good? It was all right. 
It was Zack Snyder. So, um, like, I mean, okay. I, Zack Snyder, I like. I think he's a very visual director. But, like, Adam Savage had a really good point where he was like, Zack Snyder has a lot of visuals that don't feel like they're spectacular, but they don't feel visually earned. Mm. Which, I mean, like, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, I think, like, because I haven't seen, like, all of his work, but. Um, so, but my top five are, it's Dawn of the Dead is always going to be there, but I would say two through five are going to be interchangeable. Like, they're not set in stone. I can't even think of, like, five movies, like, well, like a list in front of me. Well, I'll give you, like, my example. Or you sure. can start listing, like, movies that just come right off the top of yep. your head. Um, so, Whiplash, number two, yeah. which was one of the movies yeah. that we started talking about. I, like, I talked year. to you about that movie super early. I think I, I, think I mentioned that movie before. We were in practice. That. Yeah. And I remember, like, I initially thought, like, oh, it's like a happy ending, and then, no, and then, and we, then, we talk about that a lot. and then, like, and then, like, and then, like a few, and then, like a few months later, happy. because, <laughs> well, because that summer I bought the movie and I watched it probably like once a week, like literally, the dude, I've seen Whiplash, like that's why I think Whiplash is probably not going to change for number two. Like mm. I've seen it like so much. I have the I have the uh, the soundtrack on vinyl for like fuck's sake, but um. But anyway, so like, and then like, I've obviously changed my opinion. Like, it's fucking depressing as shit. Yes, thank you for seeing my way. (laughs) No, it is. But anyway, so there's that. Uh, Number three is 2001: A Space Odyssey, um, which kind of helped like spark interest in space. And then number four and five have changed. So number four, it used to be Mad Max Fury Road. It's now Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. For those who don't know, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a um, it's a movie set in the early. I think it was made in like mid nineties, and it stars Hugo Weaving, who's Agent Smith, Guy Pierce, who's in Memento and uh, like the Prometheus films, mm-hmm. as uh, Wayland and uh, Terrence Stamp, and he and they and they all play drag queens that are traveling across mm-hmm. the Australian outback going to a show. Okay, and like it's awesome. Like I fucking love that movie. Um, and then number five used to be the sound of music, and I think that was until recently because, like, critically, sound of music, really. Well, I, it's more of like a nostalgic thing, and I talked about it with Jay Skipworth on Filmstrip. You guys can go listen to that episode. It was awesome, <laughs> and give him some support because he's an awesome podcaster and a great dude. Nice, uh, nice yeah, very subtle. Really worked on it. Yeah, you know, very subtle. But it used to be the sound of music, and I think it was more like nostalgic purposes. Like, it's a great musical. Don't get me wrong, but I was thinking about it. And for Brian's girlfriend, Leanna, um, that is now like part of his review system of the podcast. Like, do I recommend this to my girlfriend? Um, he, like, she gave me the vinyl of West Side Story. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, West Side Story is like, well, probably a perfect film or near perfect film. Uh, one of the things you should check out uh, and everyone else, they're called Fathom Events. And I'm pretty sure AMC is the only one that does them. Uh, I'm not sure though. Uh, I could just speak it on my ass. But either way, Fathom events are like special screenings of film, uh, not film, like like restored movies, like Turner Classic Movies. They do it. Uh, they have met the Met Opera live. So like in undergrad, I was able to see like Don Giovanni and like uh, Tosca and um, Hamlet, like the opera versions. Like they stream it or they film it and then they like put it on the screen. 
And then, but I've seen like Planet of the Apes, West Side Story, yes. uh, Ben Hur. Like, uh, I didn't see this one, but they had like a 40th anniversary of Alien, the first one. And it's all remastered. There's sometimes of interviews, like before. Uh, I saw The Killing Joke as well, which that fucking mm. sucked. But anyway. Oh my God. Oh, the, the, the animated one? Yeah. yeah right. Dude, why at the beginning of that movie? It was the worst movie-going experience. It was awful, but it was also the worst movie-going experience of my life. Why would they do that, man? Just adopt the story the way it is. But they did, and it still didn't work. Either way. <laughs> they just squeaked, yeah. By the way, so that's oh, the... So that's the uh, that, but, so like, what I'm trying to get at is like, fathom events like awesome. Mm. And I saw West Side Story like restored on the big screen. I took my mom... Um, it was last June, not this past one, the one before. So twenty, it was twenty eighteen, June of twenty eighteen, and I actually had a final for a summer class the night or the day after, and I saw fucking West Side Story. I still passed, so it was fine, but um, I just remember being like, this movie is like near perfect, mm. uh, and so, so West Side Story is my fifth favorite movie. Um, so yeah, Shell, what are your like top movies? This doesn't have to be five. Mm. I, I just think what are your favorite movies is like the, a very loaded question. The, yes. The, actually, the entire time you were listing your favorite movies, I was like remembering them and then forgetting them. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I pay attention and listen to Mike. And I'm like, oh, shit, what was that movie? <laughs> but anyway, I made a list. So, Good. What's your list? I'm glad you made. You have your phone pulled out. All right. You I, were, not I thought you were five. texting. I thought you were being. No. Rude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my time with this anymore. Um, number four, um, I have here is No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. I don't know. Have, have you seen that movie? Right? Yeah, of course I have. I love that like whole modern western. It's part of the reason why I like Breaking Bad. Um, like the ending is depressing as shit. Yeah, because <laughs> nothing gets resolved, and like the main character dies off screen. So I just thought that movie. Spoilers had, alert! That, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> for like a ten, yes. eleven-year-old movie. That movie had like a lot of balls. I really appreciated that. Um, and number three, I have the remake of True Grit. Okay. Yeah, I really like that movie a lot. Two Coen Brothers movies, like yeah, that's good. To say. Yeah. I um, I think what they changed from the original was good and like rooster cogburn was like an actual like drunk mess instead of like a cartoon just a cartoon like well, who's the fucking actor who plays all the western uh, john wayne john wayne john wayne plays john wayne and everything <laughs> but, but true grit i thought was really good again super depressing ending but i like that um like the girl gets like arm like amputated at the end and, but the action was really good. Dude, shit, it's been a while since I've seen the movies. I don't remember that. I love Shugrit. She's bit by a snake or something? She's bit by a snake and the venom like gets Okay, because I did not remember that. I remember the snake, but yeah. I remember the original more than the remake. But either way. Well, you're wrong for doing that. Fuck you, So number two? <laughs> number two, I already talked about it, but Scott Pilgrim versus the universe. Okay. Or the world. Yeah. Um, it's a comic series. It's one of the titles. Um, yeah, just love the editing and all that stuff, and it's got video game references in it. It's good. So, and number one, and people always look at me with like bulging eyes when, we'll I, when see, I say see this. My they're eyes. like, "Are you serious? That movie really number one? Fuck you! It's Mad <laughs> Max Fury Road." <laughs> see, I my eyes did not bulge out of my head. My they're like 
questioning like why people didn't because think people that. Are like people are like oh the, what, the movie's so stupid like, oh, the main, fuck them. like the main character doesn't even talk and, like it is they like, clearly just close their eyes the whole movie yes. then yeah okay. that that is like a tech like that is a film of technical marvel and like a very like like pro like fe- like feminist yes. uh message actually feminist and yeah not like fake yes um Every time I, wa- I I see that movie like on TV, I'm like, oh, I already watched this a million times. So I really want to watch it again. Yes, Jake, you do want to watch it again. <laughs> when we're it's all there, so when we're when, when we stop recording, I have a story to tell you about Mad Max Fury Road okay. that I will not say will not on the, air. Oh wow, <laughs> Jesus! So I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, wait to just, tease, just, the, tease the audience. Just like, remind me. <laughs> um, yeah, man, Mad Max Fury Road that shit falls to the wall like car chase the whole time and it's not a perfect movie like i realized like the main uh, the main actor for that tom hardy um said he was like depressed at like the time he was making it and like he thought he could have done a better job but um i think that's what the character needs though sure but like yeah Either way, the actor said he wasn't really giving it his all. Well, and that what that film also had like such a like monster so like psychotic well, yeah, i mean like the, it was like the behind the scenes like it was like a f- it, it, that movie was in development for years mm-hmm. and then like no one would make it mel gibson was attached they dropped it and then like the production of it was just like really difficult like as you like it was all it was like i mean i don't say it was all practical but they did a lot of practical stuff and then like filming on location versus like in a green screen, like it was a fucking nightmare. And then it was like the editing saved it. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, that was my fourth favorite movie until maybe like late 2019. Like it just didn't make the cut because I was because I um, was thinking about it. I'm like, no, I really like like I thought I lost my copy of Priscilla Queen of the Desert for like mm. six months, and I was like bummed about that. And so I was like, well, if I lost Mad Max Fury Road, I wouldn't be that bummed. Not that I don't like the movie, I just buy a new one. But like I was like, oh man, like I really want to watch like Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Sure. But so that's kind of where that came from. Yeah, uh, Mad Max, Mad Max, is so fun every time you watch it. So it definitely deserves the number one spot for me. Um, and yeah, that was my favorite movies of the decade. <laughs> um, do you have to go at like a specific time or? No. Okay. So I guess we can. So I want to do some like recommendations for you before we get into Joker Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. As we're at like 40 minutes, that's fine. Um, (laughs) Oh, and it's like really quiet now. It's really quiet. Good. Um, Jesus. So so there's two things that I want to mention. I think I already mentioned them in the beginning of the episode. I want to talk about Hill House, Haunting of Hill House, Mm -hmm. and Jojo Rabbit. Go for it. So Haunting of Hill House is a show that I think you should recommend, or you should definitely check out. And I think everyone should check out. It's Netflix exclusive, so it's streaming. If you have the subscription, you can easily get it. Just got it. I'm late to the game, so I I think it came out like the fall of 2018, and like no, like October, November, and going into and like I'm gonna do it. Like I mentioned, I'm gonna do an episode on this uh, in the, like the next two weeks or so. Um, episode is almost written. I just gotta like finish it, get my thoughts out because I have like a lot of thoughts, and. Um, and I don't want to do spoilers of it because you've been seen it. What I think everyone should check it out. And but going into it, I was like, oh man, like it's getting a lot of like high praise. Uh, I hear it's like genuinely creepy. And like going into things like that, like I'm always like cautiously trep- like cautiously optimistic because like 
because like most of the time when people are like oh my god this is like the fucking greatest next thing i'm like i don't know about mm. that i like hereditary was one of the things that proved me wrong on that one where i was like eh, i think it's gonna be fine and then i went and then i left like the movie yeah, and being like oh my fucking chilling. god that was that amazing so did you see um, his other movie yeah midsummer. midsummer yeah i did an episode midsummer. on it very it was different but it was good i really enjoyed it but um so it's and it's funny that like i mentioned like hereditary with hill house because to me it's very much a it's not so much about well in the beginning it's not so much about the scares it's more about like the family drama between the family so it's like i think it's five siblings it's two brothers and three sisters and then the parents and they're in hill house like this uh haunted house thing and it's cutting back and forth between the present day and the past when they were kids living there and like the present present quote unquote present day and the first five episodes are spectacular okay like near perfect like the storytelling is great the attention to details are amazing okay like dude like amazing and then like threads in there Dude, you have no fucking idea. Like, let's put it this way. There are ghosts in the background that no one draws attention to. In normal scenes, there are ghosts in the background. Like there. Just there. Yeah. Like if you if you blink, you literally miss it. And they like they blend in with the background and stuff. That's scary. The the best one was I think in like episode three, it's literally center frame. And and I missed it. Like I missed like Whoa. a majority of them. And that's where like the level of detail is amazing. Whoa. And that goes into like the plot of it. I'm not gonna go into the spoilers. Um, the director who directed all ten episodes directed Doctor Sleep. He directed. Oh, he directed uh, Gerald's Game. He directed Oculus. Directed Hush. Uh, I have to see this. Yeah, dude. This. It's like the first five episodes are spectacular. Lots of like to me. I don't know if this is on purpose, but lots of like references to The Shining, which is appropriate because yeah. he did Doctor Sleep. But this came obviously you, before you that. You saw Doctor Sleep, by the way. I did not. Because so you're the reason it bombed. <laughs> it didn't bomb though. <laughs> I, I, I did it fail. I no, I felt like it was like generally well received. I heard that it didn't do so well for the box. Maybe not like projected. I I heard nothing but positive things about it. I loved Dr. Sleep. I loved the book. And I'm like, is the movie going to be as good? And then it was as good. (laughs) So. Well, that director, like, and that's where like, and this is my theory that there's tons of allusions to Shining. Yeah. Like, I think Hill House. Yeah. Well, I think Hill House is like, is like the, the whole, like, it's like alluding to the overlook. Mm. And that it's like housing these evil spirits, or is it? Which that's more spoilers. Do you think it's copying The Shining? No, because I think it does its own thing. I think it's like I think it, it. There's a balance. There's like a fine line between copying and homage. Yeah, I think it's paying homage okay. because it does its own thing. Good. It also, like I said, or is it evil? Mm. Which is a critique of mine. Which that goes into spoilers. Like, if you want to hear that, listen to the episode when it comes out. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it at some point, like off air, on air, but like. I feel like actually, I feel like we should. When you watch the show, let me know so we can talk about sure. it and like maybe do an episode on it because I want to bounce these ideas off someone. Sure. Um, because everyone that I know that has watched it has they watched it when it came out like a year and a half ago, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I can't talk about it with anyone. Um, but so, like I said, the first five episodes are spectacular, and then I feel like it gets kind of muddled in what its message is at the end. Not to say it's not bad; it just isn't like it's not even what I thought it was going to be. It just it's it's confusing 
Uh, like they don't go like one way or the other. And I think in the story that they were telling, it can't be both. Oh, okay. Like there's like there's no like central villain. Okay. Like they kind of allude to the like I'm like, is the house the villain? Is like one of these ghosts the villain? Is it the mom? Like who's the villain? And there is none. And I'm like I need a villain. And like and what I really liked about it, like those first five episodes, because each episode focuses on one of the children and it like cuts back and forth between like the first episode is the oldest son. I think it goes in order of like their age. So it goes like oldest son, oldest daughter, middle child. Uh, and then like the twins, there's like a boy and a girl. And then it goes to the boy and then it goes to the girl. And like, it works like seamlessly. And like, I, I, I binged it. Like I burned, I binged the first five episodes in one night. That's like five hours of viewing. And then episode six is when I'm like, mm. and that's the one take that, that I'll mention. in. I think I met, I, I'll probably bring it up in 1917. But it's a one take that has hard cuts, so it's not a one take. And then that's when it kind of starts to be like, uh, I don't know. But I would highly recommend. I still highly recommend the show. It's not that it loses focus. I just think it becomes very muddled in what it's trying to say. Um, So yeah, I would highly recommend Hill House for you and for anyone listening. And then the second movie was Jojo Rabbit, which I was a Nazi kid, right? He's He's in the Hitler Youth, and his and his imaginary friend is Hitler. Uh, very. That's a great premise. <laughs> and it's uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I never know how to pronounce his name. He directed Thor. He voices the robot in the Mandalorian. He, it's like to Taiko Watiti, I think is his name, but he plays Hitler, like as the imaginary friend, and it's like very like heartwarming. But then like as the movie goes on and like the war starts getting closer and closer, like it kind of becomes like really real. Oh, does it become like more of a villain? Like for the end? Well, yeah, but like, and like the final, like, let's just say, let's put it this way. Like it's PG 13, but every PG 13 movie gets a one fuck. Like they can say <laughs> yes. fuck once. Yes. They use, they use it appropriately. Ooh. Like they okay. use it like the only way that I could like that they should use it. Um, and so, um, but there's like moments where you're like, oh shit, I was not expecting that. Like, and it like it's like gut punching. Like some of the emotional strings that they pull, and um, and the kid is amazing. I think he was nominated Good for child a, actor. Yeah, dude, he was nominated for a Golden Globe, and he lost to Taron Egerton for Rocket Man, and which I was like, he fucking blew that performance out of the water. Yeah. Like Rocket Man was spectacular. Um, and. But, like, the kid did great job. Uh, I just think, like, it's a very, like, smart script. And and I really enjoyed it. The, the only thing, like, there, not the only thing, but one of the things that, like, bugged me was, so, like, Scarlett Johansson's in the movie. She's great. And, <clears throat> but she's, like, this is, like, not really a spoiler, but she's part of, like, an underground movement mm-hmm. to do something. And it's not really explored. Like, so she's, so Scarlett Johansson, it's in the trailer. She's, she's hiding um, the Jewish girl. Oh, okay. And but and she's also part of a movement and there's like a point in the movie where like that is like drawn upon like like that becomes important that she's part of this like this movement but it's not associated like I'm led to believe it's not associated with hiding the Jewish girl. So I'm like, "Well, what is the movement?" And then there's like stuff with like JoJo's dad mm. and or like like JoJo's dad isn't in the picture. 
but like he's like also he a soldier or something. Yeah, like he's a soldier, but he's like also part of the movement, but it's not really like explained what's going on. So like that's like the one thing that I was like, You'd I rather have it developed. I wish it was like developed a little bit more because like the reason that comes up, like the, her being in the movement has something for like her character. I'm trying to like be cryptic. Um but and it's not. I think I have an idea what you're talking about. But it's not really like. But and it, let's just say it comes back up. Okay. But like, but it's not really developed well enough that I'm like, wait, like, what's going on? So, but no, like overall, it's a very. It was a really good like. It wasn't. I don't want to say a sleeper hit because like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks like really good, and I want to see it. Um, a very interesting pro. Like, it, it's very interesting and in, like the concept that like. Hitler youth kid has Hitler as an him, and he's like a loser. He's an outcast, mm. which is like not that I was either of those things, but like I feel like 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 at points in my life I felt like a loner. So like I really latched onto that as like a ten year like he's a ten year old. So I'm like oh okay, and like the idea that like this Hitler is not the Hitler of like that we see that like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a ten year old version of Hitler. Hitler. Really cool. Like there's an like the opening scene is like he's about to go to like a Hitler youth like uh, weekend getaway. And and he's like nerds like I don't want to do it. And then Hitler is like, no, like you can do it. Like let's <laughs> like give me a heil. And they start just hiling each other. He's like, oh come on, you can do better than that. And they're just like hile, 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 hile. and like like that's the opening Jesus. that's the opening scene. And it's like funny and like heartwarming. And you're like, if you do this, but kind of disturbing. Well, it's not like, even disturbing. It's just like if you didn't do it in this way, it wouldn't have worked. So I think it's like a very appropriate movie. I think it like for what it is. I think it's really good. Um, highly recommend. Again, it's gonna be probably like a Blu-ray movie, and I don't buy Blu-rays that much. Like I want, like I'd rather buy standard because they're cheaper. But, um, but yeah, so that's Jojo Rabbit. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about before, like Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Well, let's talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood then, because right, that one first. Because Joker, I feel like I don't know what you feel about Joker. So let's go oh, Once Upon a Time because because we have very. This is like for people that listen to the show. Like we have. Michelle, what did you think about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was Tarantino's worst fucking movie. And I didn't like it. <laughs> so I was about to say, like, we have very similar thoughts on it. But then I was like, wait, let me just let him. Yours. Let, me, let, let me let you, like, um, talk about it. I've done please. two episodes on it. I've done it one with Brian. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then I did one with Mike Scott. So, like, um, people know my thoughts. <laughs> so I think, like, the whole, like point of the movie was he wanted to do that twist at the end where he like inverts history because Tarantino loves doing that but the thing is I guess what, Sharon Tate is the woman yeah. who got murdered um, like the, in retrospect if you go back and watch the movie like her character had like no point at all like it, like in the movie whatsoever like every scene with her was just a complete waste of time and she wasn't as interesting as like Cliff or like or uh or rick yeah is the other character and that's the thing about like sharon tate like so brian has kind of changed his tune about them i don't want to say change his tune i want to i don't want to speak for him but like last time we talked he was defending the movie more than like that like because that episode we did was like as we left the theater as a movie theater uh episode as, as we've been kind of calling it and um what the fuck are these kids doing they're like completely these messed fucking up. stupid TikToks. <laughs> Get out of here, man. What, what, uh, no, they're not in the podcast, which distracts me. All right, like 52. I gotta remember 31 and 52. I gotta edit those out. 
but they're like dancing in the corner. <laughs> That's creepy. It's like, <laughs> wait, they're doing, wait, what? just turn, turn around. Oh, never mind. We, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought we stopped them. Either way. So, anyway, let's go. Um, so, the thing with. Just for editing, yeah, for editing, no, for editing purposes, like so I can have like a silence. Um, I'm gonna put all of these things like at the end of the episode for people that want to listen, like for outtakes. <laughs> anyway, um, so the the whole thing with like Sharon Tate, uh, with with Ryan, what he was talking about was. Tarantino was trying to like paint her as this like angelic figure and like which made her like it's like it's a it's a love letter to Sharon Tate and like a cinema like an era of cinema like gone by and I get that but like you said those scenes are fucking pointless yeah like to me 100%. like that the moment when like Sharon Tate goes to her own movie and then Cliff at Spawn Ranch are f- meaningless. Like they don't add anything. And Brian was like, "Well, do you know what happened to George Spawn in reality?" Now I don't. I didn't look this up, so I don't know if this is true or not. I'm sure it is. But he's like, "Yeah, they like they murdered George Spawn and they yeah. like decapitated yeah. him." It's like I didn't know that. Horrible murders. Yeah, and, and 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 he's and Brian was like, "Well, this goes into the idea that they're that he's like changing history. It's like a fantasy." Yes. And I'm like, I get that. On a time in Hollywood. That's but, a fantasy. And it's weird because like, and then we get to the end of the movie and it just like, Brian said it perfectly. And I still like harping on this, like the comeuppance of the Manson family doesn't feel earned in like the universe of the movie because they didn't kill anyone. They didn't do anything bad. They were just like dirty hippies. Whereas like in Inglorious Bastards, like spoiler alert, the movie is well over 10 years old. Like at the end of the movie, when they, they kill Hitler and they do this, like we, it's not even like, well, we didn't see Hitler do anything bad. I'm like, well, yes, we did. Because in the opening scene, we see Nazis and we see um, Hans Landa, mm-hmm. like literally killing Jews and terrorizing people and doing all this shit, like this nasty shit. So it's like, yes, it is earned. Whereas like the Manson family in the universe of the movie, like they don't kill anyone. They don't do anything. Granted, I, I will. That is the best part of the movie for me. Because um, like the actions, Tarantino, if he's good at anything. But the even then, I didn't even like he's, it. Like, smashing that girl's face and like the fucking hard surfaces and stuff like that. And but that's I, the thing. I think the thing is, if it wasn't for that ending scene, if it wasn't for that like end fight, like people would have not liked this movie at all. Like, like it's so boring i don't know if i i think it's such a boring i don't know if i agree with that sentiment that people wouldn't like it if the manson family didn't get their comeuppance i think people would have had an issue with it because it's like well what's the point like what are you building to but like i actually didn't like the ending violence because it's just so like it's like both it's both of tarantino's like sentiments towards violence of like it's either super fucking realistic like inglorious bastards or like when he's like scalping someone or he's beating someone to death with a baseball bat or it's like outlandishly cartoonish where he's like takes a fucking flamethrower or you know the bride uh she takes on the, the crazy 88s or uh, like fucking making hitler into swiss cheese or like blowing yeah. marvin's head off right, like right. that stuff is cartoonish but like it's separated by like real violence like butch like in pulp fiction for example like Butch taking out like the sodomites mm-hmm. is separated completely from Marvin getting shot in the face. Yeah. Like one is super realistic and like makes you feel icky. And then the other one is like 
cartoonishly fun. outlandish. I wouldn't say guy getting shot in the face is fun, but like, it's like, what the fuck? And like, you're laughing because it's so like, yeah. and then like their reactions, like, my like, oh man, I shot, like I shot Marvin in the face. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That? Like, that's like, that's funny. But like, but like, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that is not, that's not separate. Like, it literally goes from one to the other. Like, it's literally the same person who gets, got the shit kicked out of her runs into the pool and she's blinded. Yeah. And like, I wasn't laughing because like, I was laughing. The whole, the whole build up to that is also like, in my opinion, really lazy mm-hmm. because we go from like this like two hour long like setup to nothing. And then. And then it's like, oh, he's in Italy. Uh, let's just yeah, do voiceover. Let's just do. Well, it's not even going to Italy. It's that just like, so it's just like, oh, let's do voiceover. Yeah, let's do Kurt Russell's voiceover. Skip, like right at the end. And it just feels like I'm going to narrate over this. It just feels the Tarantino movies do. It just feels incredibly lazy. Yeah, of course. Yes. And then, um, and what also like this is a nitpick, but like Kurt Russell's the narrator, but he's <laughs> yeah. a, but no, it's not even but that he's in the movie. He's in the movie. He's also in the so I'm like, wait, so is he? <laughs> that's what annoys me. Where I'm like, what? Like, why wasn't it Tarantino? Like, that could have been his cameo. Is the narrator? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sound like such a wait a poos for saying this. A poos. I'm gonna sound like such a poos for saying like this. a pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but friggin', I don't like that Rick beats up Bruce Lee. Oh, do you mean um, do not, Cliff? Yeah, yeah, Cliff. I thought that was bullshit. And I know he's like justifying it now by saying like, wow, it's a fictional character. And if I say that my fictional character can beat up Bruce Lee, then he can. It's yeah. not even that he beats up Bruce Lee. It's the depiction of Bruce Lee that's the problem. That's a Like well, he makes him seem like a, like a very pompous. Granted, I didn't know Bruce Lee. But like, yeah, like, like the guy, he's saying like, oh, did you know Bruce Lee said he could beat Muhammad Ali in a but that doesn't excuse that like he like the one the one scene of the movie that he's in he paints him in in such a negative light and also like tarantino loves bruce lee so it's weird that like he took bruce lee and like it's fine if you like had cliff beat the shit out of him i don't care but it's like it's just weird that you paint him in the one scene yeah just for and it's for a one-off joke because i like when when i was like why are you sitting up bruce lee in this universe if like okay so my ending of the movie was that um since we're just you know changing history like sharon tate wasn't going to be pregnant uh because it doesn't fucking matter if she's yeah. pregnant or not and i thought like bruce lee and her were going to take on the manson family and then rick and cliff were going to come in and like help like finish up and i thought charlie and i thought charlie manson was going to be there like because i'm like you're fucking changing history yeah, like like that. why does why does she have to be pregnant you already changed the point that George Spawn wasn't killed. So why does it matter? So that's where I was just like, this is weird. Yeah. And then like, it's even worse because I don't really know the point of the movie because <laughs> at the end of the day, these people are still bad. Well, it's not even that. It's like Rick uses the Manson incident to network. Yeah. Like he furthers, he potentially furthers his career with the Manson family, because then that's when he gets an invite to go meet Sharon Tate and then Roman Polanski and then like what you want to think about. And like, that's a fantasy. And I do, I have to admit, like, I do really like the lingering shot at the end because it's like, it, it fades like once it's upon a time. It says once upon a time, and it's like somber yeah. and it's like, oh, what if? Yeah. Like, what if this what horrific if tragedy happened? never happened? Sure. And Mike Scott actually brought up a really interesting point about like, 
you're setting up Sharon Tate. Like, why doesn't she get the retribution against yeah. the wrongdoing against her? So that's like a lot of the negative. I thought like, like yeah, it was fucking boring. Oh, yeah, was and like, really fucking boring. and like I <laughs> and like I don't mind like I don't mind slow burn in the movies and. Like, dude, I, I just watched the war movie where I said less violence, please. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and it's just like, I don't know. It was boring. I just wasn't in, like the technical like there's merit to the film. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like a bad movie. Um, I think Death Proof is his worst film. Uh, worst. And I put that in quotes. Um, weakest. Let's put weakest yeah. film. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I saw it twice in theaters. I saw it once with Andrew and Will and you know, other swimmers. Yeah. And then I saw it with Brian and like my opinion did not change. <laughs> and, and, and so, so I'm hoping like time will help me appreciate it. But like, do I think it should win like Oscars or yeah. anything? No. Like if like, if it wins best screenplay, like I won't be annoyed because then Tarantino gets a screenplay, but like, like an Oscar award, but like, I, I don't know. I just don't, I just think there's better movies out there. And like, it just, it was just weird to me. Like I, I, I just was, di- oh yeah, my, I should call it. I was just severely disappointed by the movie. Um, what are your like closing thoughts on that before we move into Joker? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that movie is like super overrated. Like, yeah. A lot of people, I'm like, they think it's like this genius thing, like like making like the Hollywood hero and like bringing that back and like merging old the old movies with the new and something like that. But I just didn't find it interesting. And I thought it was boring and stupid and dumb. So yeah, that was my closing thoughts. <laughs> well, let's, well constructive closing thoughts. Well, let's talk about a movie that I feel like we both liked. Yeah, so and that's I'm Joker. Gonna, I'm gonna take over this really quick. Go and for it. I've been, I've been literally yeah, yeah. dominating so the conversation. I don't want to um, do like another like review of Joker. I, I assume you've already talked about No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't at all. Um, Wait, keep going. Alright, so the main critique I have with this movie is it should not have been called Joker. Yep, I okay? completely agree. Because the character that is being portrayed is not the Joker. He's not. Like, like Maybe that's just me because no, I completely agree. You've obviously, you've you've seen Dark Knight, right? Yeah, that should actually did that come out in the two thousand tens? I think it was two thousand eight or seven. Uh, yeah. It was one. It was like late tens. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like 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 Dark Knight Joker, and then this movie Joker, totally completely different characters, and I don't think the Joker is supposed to be relatable. Because, like, the, the whole point of this movie is it's talking about, like, mental illness and, like, being, have, like, society being kinder. Like, people like to politicize the Joker. Everyone's like, oh, incels are going to, like, oh, shoot, shoot up movie theaters. And yeah, and that didn't happen. But the thing is, the, the Joker is not supposed to be, like, the story of, of this, like, tragic, mentally ill guy who... Like society has kicked the shit out of him, and now like he's getting his vengeance. Kinda, the Joker is supposed to be a force of nature. He's supposed to be like pure, unadulterated chaos. Yeah, he wants to kill like civilians and like innocent people, and like stir shit up. You know, and like he wants to like prove um, like Batman's hypocrisy. He wants to. Um, like 
like, like, like watch the world burn is like the, the big quote of that. And the, the Joker in the new movie, you just feel sorry for him the whole time, you know? Like, yeah, and like he, he's not like a super. You you do not believe that this is the guy who's going to be Batman's arch nemesis. Like this is a guy who needs help, right? Like if Batman met this Joker, he would beat the shit out of him like instantly. <laughs> it wouldn't even be a fight. It would be like I, I get that it's an origin story, and they had to throw in the whole uh, Bruce Wayne parents murder again. <laughs> but. It just wasn't that, like the character was not the Joker. It was not the Joker. Well, and, like, and that's what I said, like with when like when I was talking about it with like outside of like the podcast and stuff is like, I honestly like this is my conjecture, but I feel like Todd Phillips was like pitched the whole story, like how how it is, and then was like, and then they're like, okay, like story, like the executives were like, okay, and he's like. But it's the Joker, like you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Like this character, like exactly. like you said, like this character it could just, have been like Taxi Driver. It could have been like what well, is yeah, it yes. is like it really is Taxi Driver. Like it pays a lot of homage to that, and it's like I honestly think it would have been even ballsier if they didn't like tagline it as the Joker. Yep. I remember like walking yep. out of the theater. I saw it like twice in theaters, and I remember the first time I watched it, fucking idiots were walking out like. Well, like they're talking about Bane. They're like, well, Bane is like an orphan, and I, and I remember, I'm like, and I remember, look, and I remember looking for? to Mark, um, and I was like, why the fuck are these people talking about Bane? Like, this is like, do you think this is part of the Dark Knight universe? It's not even that. I'm just like, I'm just like, you fucking comic book nerds. Like, <laughs> like, oh. it's not even like, and there's nothing even wrong with like reading comic books and stuff. Like, it, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's just like, barely it's like, it's like if you thought. That you were going into this movie expecting like the rise of Joker, then I don't know what trailer you watched yeah. because that is not at all yeah. what the trailers or like what I what like I at least I was led to believe that this movie was gonna right. be about. What I think people what those people saw was Joker, and then they like made their own interpretations of like, oh, like where are they coming from? And then like even like Todd Phillips was like we don't give a shit about the comics. Like yeah. we're not like pulling from anything. Yes. Like this is an original story and but then it's not the Joker. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, and I think that th- that doesn't bother me because I knew it wasn't going to be that. I don't think the movie should have been about the Joker, like the Bruce Wayne and like Thomas Wayne, like the mm-hmm. Wayne stuff was fucking stupid. Yeah. Like it didn't need yeah, to be like, there. No. Yeah, they, it was they just, just threw that in. you know, you know, absolutely that like the company or whatever, or like whoever was funding it, like WB or whatever was like, oh, make sure you throw in like all these Batman like hints and like throw in Alfred and uh, Bruce Wayne's parents, and the movie would be so much better if they just like cut that shit out. Well, it was bare minimum. Like, okay, like we'll throw it in there, and then it's like we don't even reference like oh Thomas Wayne, and but like I really did enjoy like or appreciate it, I should say, like the approach to mental health. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a good movie, like about that stuff, and like. It's true. Like society does, like outcast those people sometimes, and they like have to pay too much for their medication, and, and like it makes you relate to this character for sure. Like, Joaquin Phoenix was really good. Oh, so good. he, he was, won Golden Globe for it. He destroyed his body for that role, which I don't think necessarily warrants a an award. Like something sure. like like Jared Leto won for Dallas Buyers Club, and he like had a massive like weight loss. Um, yeah. I think Jared Leto is a pretty overrated actor. Um, not to say he doesn't have like good performances, but like he won 
uh, best supporting for Dallas Buyers Club. And I was like, he's a non-existent like presence in that movie. Um, I think I think Matthew McConaughey won for that. If he didn't, he should have. I'm almost positive he did though. I think he went up. I, and, I think he went up and was like, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> I think the joke literally everybody has made to Matthew McConaughey. But um, <laughs> but anyway, like it's not like yeah, the body performance, like commitment to it was really great. But like he did, he's like he's an A list, like phenomenal actor. Yes. So like his Golden Globe, I thought was well worth it. To be fair though, I think Adam Driver was better in Marriage Story. I loved Marriage Story. Oh man, yeah, you should do that. The whole rant at the end when you, when they're arguing with each other, and that's and where like Sarah, like Joaquin Phoenix did a phenomenal job. But like, if it comes down to like, oh, who's gonna win, Adam Driver or Joaquin Phoenix? Well, Joaquin Phoenix did a body transformation, so he should win because of that. Like, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think I just think Adam Driver had a much better performance but that's not the, like, but that's not saying like Joaquin Phoenix didn't fucking do a phenomenal yes. job either um I think speaking the commitment of, speaking of his performance there were there was they talk about this um Joaquin Phoenix would always change up what he was doing in every scene so like they had to like do like these scenes like a million times because he would have constantly like do it different in some way so a lot of the stuff you see in the movie was like improv by him and one of that was like him doing like the dance, you know, where he has yeah. like, a hand over his head, and um, yeah, all right, yeah, it's weird. I guess that's creepy, but like, what was it? Did I have a point? Well, I just think it just goes more into like his disturbed mind. The thing that I didn't like was when he killed Robert De Niro. That to um, me was weird because like Murray, like the character of Franklin Murray, wasn't like the villain. Like, yeah, he made fun of him, but like. To me, he wasn't the one that embodied like things that he hates about society. So when he kills him, it was just weird. It was like kind of jarring. I knew it was coming. But I didn't really think he was going to kill himself. I also think the movie goes on five minutes too long. Or five, ten. Like the whole ending segment should... This is where I think the movie should have ended. You know when like it starts panning back from the TV screens? That's when it should have ended. Oh, yeah. And then White Room should have been playing over that and then cut the credits when he's laughing, it's tackled. But no, Mike, we have to see the Waynes getting murdered. <laughs> we have to see it again. I, I'm shaking my head. Like, this is like, I know this is like an auditory medium, but I'm when, Ch- when Chell said yeah, that. It's such a depressed, like, shaking I, roll, I rolled my eyes no. and shook my head, though. Like, just so you guys have a visual we reference. Know the Waynes get murdered. And what do you think again. about the ambiguous, the quote unquote ambiguous ending. I don't think it was all ambiguous. I mean stomp that nurse's head. Well it's not even that. Like it's the idea of like did he do it? Like is this like a fa- like a fantasy of his head? So I think no. I think it happened. Yeah um yes I think it happened. There's obviously stuff that did not happen. I think it's people like to go like oh man you can't tell what in the movie is not real what is real but for me I could tell Literally everything that was real and everything that was real. Well, yeah, when he has confidence and starts acting with swagger, yeah, it's not like, fucking real. When he like talks to like the, the people were like so shocked, like when he like when he like hooks up with the girl and stuff. Some people were like, and then she's oh, not real. God. She wasn't real. Oh my like, god. Stupid? Yeah, like, the, the answer is yes. Like, I, that is such I know an, for a fact. No human being acts like this. How can you be this stupid? It is of course such, it's not real. It is such an overused cliche that yes. you're like almost expecting it at that point. Yes. And 
She's as so, soon as she came on screen, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, not real. Like <laughs> especially like when he starts bombing at the comedy club and like she's laughing and you're yeah. like, this isn't fucking real. Like, yeah. th- and that's what like bugs me about like, and that's what I have to. Well, not bugs and, and, me, and then but, they show they have to like show you. I hate. Yeah, like you're I stupid. That he had to like show you and like do all the flashbacks. Like she wasn't really there. I'm like, I didn't need you to tell me that. Because you're, because we're all, because we're babies and and we can't handle it. Um, I understand. Yeah. Like, all they had to do, dude, I would have loved it so much more. All he had to do was have the girl go in there and see like, what are you doing in my room? And stuff like that. Yeah. She sold it in that very moment. All he had to do. I didn't need to go back and see everybody. Um, That annoyed the shit out of me. (laughs) But I, I do really like the cinematography of the movie. Um, oh, dude, Gotham is a shithole in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, the also, going back to that idea of, like, did it really happen in the end? You're like, yes, because they killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Like, that's a direct implication because of the Joker's, like, actions. Yes. Um, I didn't like the whole, like, the whole, like, Christ met, like, them, like, he gets hit and they, like, they bring him out and he, like, is laid down in, like, this yeah. Christ-like figure. Um, and then the, the visual of him smearing his blood into a smile is okay, but I also was kind of like, let's hurry the fuck, like, I don't care about this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's a, it's a good movie. I think, I think I would give it, like, a 7 out of 10. I think I don't think Todd Phillips should win best director or best picture. Sure. It, he's probably going to win. I, I no, because the Academy will not, it's going to be Tarantino. Tarantino's going to sweep the Oscars. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win best picture. You're probably right, but I don't like it. Because <laughs> Hollywood will not do anything comic book related that's not yeah, costume yeah. that's not costume design or like editing yep. like they will not pick a comic book movie they're the enemies of fun or they're just old. also this matters more to me but every single time there's an animated feature nomination it's gonna be a Pixar movie or DreamWorks or like Boss Baby even though I know for a fact other animated movies came out that year that were good but the Academy just didn't see them so well it's there's like that running like thing that like the Academy Award winner or the uh, voters don't actually like see the movie like last year or something like oh they they didn't even watch green book or something and yeah, they, they still voted watch, for it they didn't watch like forget yeah and then bohemian rhapsody swept at the oscars which like yo the like soundtrack it's just acdc you mean queen, or queen acd yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> jesus that's embarrassing yeah um, man you fucking idiot man Whatever they just fucking, that was they first just and last time he's on the they just show. voted they just voted for an album that already exists yeah no it's the best and worst of it's best and worst, it's the best of Queen but um yeah so yeah do you want to talk about Marriage Story real quick and then we'll wrap it up sure just because we mentioned it yeah I thought um, fucking Marriage Story was awesome I thought Marriage Story was awesome I did not like the message at the end I thought it was a very mean movie really yeah I did not. I did not like that the guy gets screwed out of everything that he worked for and the girl gets like pretty much everything. Well, and I think it's more about like... He's like made out to be this like fucking villain like all the time. And that's the thing. Like, I think it's such a smart and intelligent script. Like, I think the opening monologues are so excellently done. Like, they're both monologuing about like what they like about the other person. Yeah. And it's one, it's like, you know, like... Uh, 
uh, Scarlett Johansson or um, Adam Driver reads about Scarlett Johansson and then Scarlett Johansson reads about him yep. and then they go to their marriage counselor yep. and it's like they don't read it and you're like oh that is awesome and then it's and, and the whole movie is about this idea of like two people who should communicate about their problems yes, and it's both. it's it's the consequences of lack of communication yeah. and how it slowly and slowly escalates to like that that cathartic release of like the yeah. two of them uh, where they just like they, they start talking like civilly and then they just start like one at a time they're just like they, they end the scene screaming at each other like yeah. I fucking hate you, yeah. like, I hope you and he's like I fucking hope you die and I'm like yeah. holy yeah. shit like this is like hate like it's it's like not even it's it's just like hate filled like anger yes. and so, it's yeah. not even that they mean it and it's so real and that's why <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Driver in that movie are like Amazing. I think they're like the best they've ever been. And that's what I love about the movie is like no one is like a villain. They're yeah. all like flawed. They're all flawed people. Her lawyer is a viper. I hated it. Well, she she was the villain. Well, again, like to me, like I didn't even see like at first I was like, yeah, she's like really like but it's, she's doing her job. She's defending her client because when she's like, "Oh, Charlie, like I love your work," like that to me, like I, like Laura Dern plays you can it tell so. She had a bone to pick with men specifically. I I definitely think like because I I agree with you, but I also don't think she's like evil incarnate. Like like I don't think she was deliberately trying to make like Charlie like uh, Charlie um, Adam Driver's life like a living hell because like when they're at that um at that meeting. Like, uh, with, like, his shitty lawyer and then, like, the two of them and they're, like, dictating terms. She was, like, oh, Char-, like, they take a break for lunch and she's, like, Charlie, like, she turns it on a switch, like, oh, Charlie, like, I really love your work. Like, you are so talented. And I was, like, that's not passive-aggressive, like, digs. But she's playing him, though. She's, she's, she's like, definitely playing him there. And also, like, at the end of the movie, when, she, when they're, like, discussing, like, custody and stuff, it's, like, oh, well, she gets, like... Oh, we're getting it 50 50, right? And she's like, nah, I skewed it a little bit more in your favor so that you get 70 and he gets like. It's like 55 45 or something like yeah. that. It's like slight. No, like, and I agree, like, she can be like a real, like, C word. I don't want to say that. That's like, a, that's a really bad word. <laughs> As I've been saying, fuck all, all night. But like, that's, that's like, that just like cuts through the air. Yeah, me. Anyway. Um, but and that's what I like like about the main characters that they aren't flawed and like I like it's such an intelligent script where you're like like all of a sudden Scarlett Johansson starts being like really calloused and cold yeah. and you're like wait where the she fuck did this his computer well yeah and then you find out like oh she knows about the uh, affair and it doesn't even matter you're like oh I only did it once you're like well you still fucking cheated on yeah. your wife bro and dude cheating is not okay under any circumstance i get i would give it that i just think like this guy did not deserve to get screwed over so badly. well and, and i really like how like that's why i mean like none of the characters are villain and even like scarlett johansson like she's the one that initiates the conversation because yeah. yes. she's like yo we need to have a talk like this is getting way out of hand yep. it's not like he was like hey like he, he didn't plead for her to come to the table she came to him and then like the, what happened happen but she is it she's like all right like this is getting really out of hand mm-hmm. and this like the level of detail of like skewing the narrative where it's like oh like an innocent like she was a little buzz and she like misstepped she like had a misstep on the stairs like the ray liotta ray liotta spun that as like oh well, she's a fucking drunk right. and then it's like well charlie's an adulterer it's like well she's a felon she yeah, had yeah. to see she had his email the inclusion of like legal battles can actually muddy the waters even more. 
Yeah. And, and that's what I like. And like the ending, like you said, like how it's like he loses everything. I think the ultimate thing is like, like he was a very selfish character. Like you have to admit that. Sure. And I think like him, like he's finally like sacrificing for something bigger than himself. He's sacrificing for his son, which I think is like what his character needed. Cause it's like, it's not about him. Like even like, I think the moment when that really sums up his character is said by Scar- Scarlett Johansson when she was like, Oh, I got offered this gig for like this, this like like this potentially really successful pilot and he said to refinance the theater with it and i think that is like a really that sums up charlie's character and then she's like well what's my phone number which to be fair i probably couldn't like i don't i don't think that's like a fair comparison because like like when i was like (laughs) like when i was when i was when i like was dating people like i wouldn't know their phone number but it's like you don't need to know their phone number it's just fucking saved in your phone. Yeah. But I mean, your spouse, right. you should probably know your fucking, yeah, your spouse's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. phone number, especially if they're being married for eight fucking years. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. Like she sold it really well and, yeah. and they both did. And, and I, and I think like the ending is like, I did really feel bad for the guy. Cause it's like, he's going coast to coast. He's yeah, trying to geez, manage. Man. He, um, his Broadway play that he's been working hard for, like, is off Broadway because he wasn't there now. You know, she's like a superstar who's like remarried and like yeah, a, like has a but life. like and she's a director now. That was weird, by the way, when she like offered like one piece of like advice for like, yeah. a baby. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, well, it's be a director now. Well, and like that's like it's like now she's happy like fully, but and like and I think it's really interesting that they focus like after the divorce is finalized, they focus on Adam Driver like adjusting and like being mm. depressed and like his like his moment when he's drinking like he's getting drunk with like his stage like the the, the stage crew and yeah. and the actors in Manhattan and he just breaks out into this like sh- like this song all, yeah, which was yeah, yeah. amazing like he he's not like a singer but you could just feel the raw emotion mm-hmm. of like what he's trying to do where it's just like this is the only thing i have left and but it's like so somber and like depressing and he's just like trying to hold on yeah. to something the only thing good that's outside of henry um but yeah and i really like the ending where it's like uh, it's like a year later next halloween and they meet each other again well it's like it's like they all go together and and like he's trying to put on a face like he's very clearly just like ah fuck like this new dude like yeah they're they're having fun and that was a beautiful moment um i kind of wish that she could hear his as well but i think it's like it's more about the closure for charlie because she already obviously had the closure but (laughs) he was like a whole year just like still like gripping with it and i think that his son reading the letter to him was his act of like final closure and i think like it's very sweet how it's like oh like it's my night but like i technically i technically have like more custody than you but like you could take him for the night and then she ties a shoe and i'm like oh like that's like really sweet um i guess i think there's like some random shit in the movie that i'm like why is that that like when he cuts his arm and like it goes like, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like go to the hospital. Like I remember when I watched that, I was like, "Oh my god, he's, he's gonna, gonna die!" Die. die!" Like I'm like, "He's gonna die," and his son's gonna walk, like, and his son didn't help because like he didn't know. Um, but I was like, and I remember when he like when he cut himself, I was like, oh, "Like I literally yeah. gasp because I'm so invested in these. I'm so invested in these characters, and I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna?" Die? And then no, 
Like no, it's, yeah, it's it's inconsequential. Um, but no, I really enjoyed marriage. Like marriage story is something that I would totally recommend. I, I really hope Noah, uh, what's his name? The writer. I hope he wins best yeah, original oh, screenplay. Yeah, well, the script is great. And I think, yeah. and I hope that Adam driver wins for best, uh, for best, uh, Leading, I think it is definitely worth seeing once, at least. At least, yes. At I, least. I don't think Netflix, because I'm a big fan of like tangible media, mm-hmm. and I don't think Netflix like like streaming like exclusive platforms release like things on DVD. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think they do because it's like, well, you can watch it on our platform. But I love like tangible copy. I have the collection. I like having like things that I can hold and be like, yeah, this is what I have. Um, I think there's something like special, like for me, like when someone's like here, I want you to watch this and they give me a movie mm-hmm. like that is like special like, to me. Oh, and for me, like, having right and like my movies, like if I give you a movie, like a tangible movie to watch, like that means I trust you that you're going to get back. Watch it. Like, I give it back and like take care of it. Like yes. that's like my property. True. Like yes. I'm pretty protective of my movies. Not like, don't fucking touch them. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, I paid for them. Like, it's my stuff. Like, movies are my passion. So, if I give you a tangible, like, copy, then that is like, that means I I respect you you enough to do, like, to give you this. Um, But, so, if Marriage Story, like, if they do actually release things, I definitely want to get it. But yeah, so those are like, any other things you want to talk about or? No, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you big fucking baby. <laughs> Never wanna, going on this again. I want to go to bed. <laughs> no, we've been talking for a while now. Wow. So, but yeah, let's, I guess we'll cl- conclude it up, man. Um, yeah, man, dude, thanks for uh, coming back on the show. It's been great you, talking with you again, so seeing you again. This is, I, having more fun doing this one like just bullshitting awesome. um hopefully people enjoyed it this is going to be like a bonus episode to 1917 um and if anything i hope people just get like a this is just like two good two good friends movie buffs like just bullshitting and talking um hopefully people will find enjoyment of it um but yeah i want to definitely have you back on and like see more movies like i, I have no problem trekking out here like going to chamonix and Word. seeing movies anytime man yeah man so all right uh with that guys thanks for listening and yeah tune in soon for 1917 bye